Now's the time to get more happy because the SoCal Resident Ticket is back at the Disneyland Resort. Save up to 25% on select multi-day tickets and with more savings, you get more excitement, more joy, and more magic. There's no better time to get more happy. Visit Disneyland.com SoCal or click on the banner for details. Savings based on non-discounted price for the same ticket. Valid for residents and select SoCal zip codes with valid ID. Tickets expire May 24th, 2018. Restrictions apply. been a long day without you, my friend, and I'll tell you all about it when I see you again. We've come a long way from where we begin, and I'll tell you all about it when I see you again, when I see you Better I'll be standing here talking to you about another path. I thought you loved me through all the life. But something told me that it wouldn't last. Had to switch it up and look at things different, see the bigger picture. Those were the days I will forever pay. And now I see you in a better place. How can we not talk about that? What's up, everybody? Technically, it's still morning. <laughs> Ah, oh, it's a late show today. Chest hair all over the place. Golly. Oh, man. What's up, everybody? Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Wow and wow. This is Joshua T. Berglund's Morning Gratitude Being Heard on iHeartRadio, on Spotify, on Google Play, on Spreaker, on Stitcher, on Anchor, on Spreaker, I think I just said that. Uh, Good morning. Hello, everybody from Facebook and YouTube. Good to see you. Dwayne, Rosalita, good to see you. All the way from South Africa. God, long long time no see. Jody, good to see you. Dwayne, God bless you guys. Um, Good day. It's still technically morning my time. I... I'm really, really late today. I was not going to do a show, and I had a very powerful conversation with a friend this morning that he said, you know what, I'm just going to do a show. I'm getting ready to go to a very big meeting and get to see a, um, a movie that I'm in tonight, which is going to be very exciting. But um, I had a really amazing experience last night, and I... It would, I would be wrong not to share it, you know? Um, so first things first, I just to really segue into this, I am so grateful for the opportunity that I had last night with a group. There was 40 of us total, um, everything in the Central Valley, Los Angeles, San Francisco, San Diego, and Denver, where collectively we fed almost a thousand people with not our own money, we basically went out and met people. We got restaurants to, we had two hours. So I, w- I want to paint this picture for you. Hi, Lisa from England. Um, I want to, Dwayne, it's 3 p.m. Then? Yeah, so technically it's a movie. And no, I'm not a movie star. I'm just in a movie. I got to act and it was, it was a really cool experience. Uh, it's a really cool film called The Romancery. 
and uh, I'm excited for you guys to see it. But we, so here was the here was the groundwork. We could not use our own money, so it was not a a, a, a thing that we could throw uh, money at. But the challenge was to feed 400 people in two hours without spending our own money. There was 40 of us. So in that time, we had to organize to come up with a strategy to how to accomplish this. And we went out to local restaurants, uh, grocery stores, and also some people did Facebook Lives where they just spoke about what we were doing and people donated money. What happened was instead of 400, and we were all wondering how in the heck we were going to get 400 people. But what happened was something even more amazing. We, we got to 950 and really, technically, it was more people than that because some people got dessert. And <laughs> that didn't count as a meal, but they got dessert. And it was an amazing experience because I want to tell you why. It wasn't just about feeding the homeless. Because, you know, a lot of people go out and feed the homeless. Not enough people go out and feed the homeless, but a lot of people do go out and feed the homeless. In fact, a lot of the homeless that were there, in my experience in San Diego, a lot of them didn't want food. A lot of them had said we had had enough. They didn't even want water. Um, but some did. One situation which blew my mind, I, I, I will never forget this. He would not accept water. He would not take the hand like, here you go. He like, no, he said, no, you put it in the dumpster. Put the water in the dumpster. And we're like, no, I'm going to put it on the side. And he goes, no, dumpster. And he wouldn't talk. He was just pointing. We put he, the waters in the dumpster for him to then dig them out of the dumpster. So he would take the water. What lesson is that? I don't know, but I think it's something different for everybody. I had the experience of um, watching. I, have you ever met somebody that you do, like? It doesn't matter like what they look like, what they're doing, what they have going on. It doesn't matter if they're drunk, whatever. But you just feel led to talk to them. Have you ever had that experience? Well, that happened for me last night. A guy wanted he. I was walking by, and I was in a suit in in the skid like the Skid Row version area of San Diego. I was in a suit because you know why not. And I, this guy, he's just asked me to shine his shoes, and I, and I, I go, yeah, hold on just a second. I'm I'm really I I I'm keeping up with you know the people that I'm going and I'm trying to feed and blah blah blah, and I'm like I really need to be there with them. And then I ran into him again. He said, let me shine your shoes. I was like, well, crap. I was looking at my brown shoes. <laughs> I go, yeah, they probably do need to be shined. He's like, okay, fine. So I sat on the, I sat on the ground. And well, I had this little box thing with me because I carried food that I'd made. And I had it with me and I sat on it. And proceeded to start talking to this gentleman. He's an African-American guy. Um, and... Could not have been more kind and more intelligent. And we just started talking. And he was talking to me about, you know, yeah, I used to have a shoe shine business and I used to work in advertising. 
And, and he starts talking to me about different things. And I'm like, oh my God, this is really, really interesting. This is fascinating. And he said, but, you know, I, I, I didn't put the Lord first. I didn't put God first in my relationship, but I put all of my energy into my relationship with my wife. And she ended up leaving me. And I proceeded to start using drugs. And, and I didn't ask him what drugs, but he got arrested three different times. And in California, I believe they have the three strikes, you're out. I, I'm only on two, so I don't really know uh, what happens next. I don't want to know. Um, but he'd been to jail three times and lost everything, and now he was homeless. But he had a passion for shining shoes. And by the way, hold on, let me grab him. Obviously, you guys have nothing to compare it to. Radio audience, I'm sorry. You can't really see um, this, but you can go to Joshua T. Berglund's Morning Gratitude to check it out. But I mean, seriously, it took two minutes. And these were beaten to hell. And they look, he made them look brand new for the exception of this, which is my fault because I, you know, trip on my feet all the time. And, but just had this very, very powerful conversation with this man, just sitting in the middle of the street. There's, you know, tents everywhere. There's, you know, dogs, there's families, there's people handing out food. And I'm just sitting here in the middle of the street, getting my shoes on, shine. And I just got, I, I just thought to myself, like I, I started reflecting on my history and how many times that I screwed up. And I mean, I know I've talked about being in jail six times, but not, for, I didn't get caught with drugs. And honestly, I'm a white guy in America and I know that that does have some weight. It just does. And, you know, and this poor guy, you know, because he was heartbroken, turned to drugs and because his focus wasn't with putting God first in his, in, in his relationship, everything went south. He lost it. And it was so, it hit so, it hit me <laughs> in so many ways. It hit me right in the soul. It hit me right in the head. It hit me right in the heart of, of how easy it is for us to just slip and, and, and forget what we are here for. And yes, we want to love and serve others and we want to be there for people. But like if our priorities are not straight and I and I'm not preaching at anybody. But if we're not putting God first in our lives, what can happen? Like what we can lose? Because there's something to say about seeking him first in, in all that we do. And and it reminds me of all the times in my life that I put money first or I put sex first or I put drugs first or I put, you know, it, name the addiction, food, money, people. And, and it also reminded me of my commitment that I made That when I was on the, in the in the jail cell, and the commitment that I made, um, 
that my life was no longer my own and I was going to serve God and serve God before anything and everything else um, and, and fulfill my purpose. That, that is how my life was spared. That is the second chance I got. And it's funny that the minute that I ever stray from putting God first in my life is when I f see chaos. Like I see the chaos that I can't control. I see the chaos where things can go south fast, which that was left, but you know what I mean, south. And um, that was a very profound conversation for me, again, with a complete stranger. But I swear to you, I felt like God was speaking to me through this homeless man. It's not the first time it's happened either. But that was an amazing experience uh, for me. That was amazing. Um, and, you know, it also felt good to, you know, he, that's what he loved to do. And to, be a, to, to allow him to serve me with cleaning my shoes. And yes, he got money in return, but that made him happy. And then it also reminded me of what it was like when someone gives you a compliment and you shoo them away and you blow them off. It, all, it reminded me of when people want to serve you, when people want to take care of you. Like men, every, every man listening right now, listening on the radio, listening on, uh, watching on Facebook. How many of you, your wife just says, what can I do for you? What can I do for you? And you and you shoo them away, or what? Or, or women, your man, your, your the man in your life, or I mean, and if you whatever, if you're in the same sex, please just your partner. If your partner comes to you, and and says, you know, what can I do for you? Can I serve you? Can I help you? Can I do anything for you? Can I rub your feet? Can I rub your back? Can I fold the clothes for you? Which, by the way, I wish somebody would come fold our clothes. Um, another story, but. Like, how many times do we shoo people away when they ask to serve us? Like, it, did, it didn't dawn on me the importance of allowing people to do things for us. Because people want to serve. And if we reject them and we push them away, we're not allowing them to do what their heart desires to do. And that's kind of an injustice in a way. So that, that was an experience. Um, you know, it's something, it's very comfortable for me to be walking the streets uh, with the homeless. I, I don't know what it is. I don't know why it's comfortable for me. I don't know why I feel safe there. But one of the other things that I experienced, and I mentioned at the very beginning of the show, was that there was 40 of us. I want to reset for the people that are just watching, but there was 40 of us on a Zoom call talking. Okay, challenge issued. Feed 400 people in two hours. Without, you can't spend your own money to do this. And you have a lot of strong, powerful personalities in this group. A lot of people that want to control. There's some people that are passive. But... What I got to experience that I thought was really, really beautiful 
is what it looks like when a group of people step into their God-given power 100%. I got to see women that would normally be, shoot, brush aside, dismissed. Women that normally have worthiness issues. I saw men who are generally people that sit in the back step up, step up into their power, collaborate, organize, everybody starting to use their gifts to align. This world is made for everyone to lead. Sometimes being a leader means taking a step back. Sometimes being a leader means following instructions. But stepping into your role and stepping into your complete power is something that we all get to do. And it looks differently for all of us. We all get to play our unique roles in this. But no one, no one ever has to play small. No one ever has to feel inadequate. And getting to see 40 people come together with the strongest personalities to step into their power fully to not only achieve the goal of feeding 400 people, but feed over 950. And I swear to you, I know for a fact it was more than that because we personally were giving out dessert that we didn't count to all kinds of people. And you know, I've always felt like how many of you out there, Selena, Jim, Stephen, uh, Joy, Mary, Detra, Alev, Lisa, how, Rachel, hi. How many of you out there, that, and even listening right now on Spotify, on, on, on Spreaker, on, on iHeartRadio, on iTunes, on Google Play. How many of you out there have felt like there is more for my life? I could do more. I... No, God wants more for me. I want more for myself. How many of you out there have said that to yourself? How many of you out there that are in a job where you just hate life? You hate it. You hate being like just getting up and going there and you regret it. You resent it. You resent coming home. You feel inferior. You feel like you're not good enough. How many of you out there feel that way? How many out there believe that God created you for something bigger and better? But yet you have something that tells you in the back of your head that you are not good enough. That you're always going to be a loser. You're always going to be an addict. You're always going to be a quitter. You're always going to be a failure. You're dumb. You're not smart enough. How many of you have that voice that talks to you and tells you that? Yet, you want more for your life. How many of you? <laughs> By the looks of it, it's all of you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I wasn't expecting this many me's. Okay. So, I'm a big guy. I'm, I'm six foot two. I fluctuate between 235 and 250 pounds. I have a big voice. I have a big presence, 
But do you know that I've played small 99.9% of my life because I have the same conversations with myself? Like I, I tell myself that I'm flawed, I'm, I'm, I'm diseased, I'm broken, I'm, I'm not worthy, I'll never be good enough. I have those same conversations with myself. Even somebody like me, a lot of you that believe, that have, have, have faith, that believe that you believe in God, you have a relationship with Christ, you, even if you're Muslim or Buddhist, like you still have those conversations with yourself, right? Am I right? I've tried therapy, I've tried motivational videos, I've tried... I've tried writing, reading, praying. I've tried all kinds of things. And I can honestly tell you that this journey I've been on, a lot of you guys remember when I started, I said, I'm starting on a four-month journey to break myself in millions and millions and millions of pieces. Do you guys remember that? I'll pull up the post and resend it. <laughs> um, but that journey for me has been... Very, very powerful. I, five days ago, wanted to quit. I wanted to throw myself out of a window. I was so frustrated and confused. And, and I was getting triggered because I felt like I was being manipulated and controlled. Because, you know, people that have ever, I don't know how many of you out there have suffered with being physically or sexually abused. But, you know, we have control issues. We have, we don't want to be controlled. So we run away or we, or we fight and we get angry and like, ah, we attack it. Or we feel, when we feel like we're manipulated, we just go, screw you and just drop bombs. How many of you? How many of you sabotage relationships when things, the first hint of something goes wrong? How many of you? Seriously. How many of you? Feel like you're just not good enough. Feel, or you feel like, you know what? Screw you. I Screw you. But yet, have you ever taken the time to think that maybe <laughs> if we asked a few more questions, we'd be able to figure it out? Or maybe there's just a misunderstanding? Leadership emotional intelligence training has been the best thing I've ever done. And I have not, I'm not, I have not perfected anything. And I never will. It's not about being perfect. But having a better way to understand things and starting to understand that I'm perfect the way God made me. And yes, I'm flawed. But I also get to learn new tools to help me be the best I can be. To help me achieve that dream. There's nothing. I talk about this all the time on the show. Every, I mean, I talk about it every day, I think. Like the only way to feel true, genuine joy is to live in your truth. Well, how do you feel confident enough to do that? When you remember the conversation, you're not good enough. You remember the conversation that, you know, that you, you'll always be a junkie. You'll always be a failure. You're always going to be an abuser. You're always going to be, you're not going to be good enough. You know, you're too fat. You're too skinny. You're not pretty enough. You're not good enough. You're not smart enough. How many of you, I mean, remember that? But yet... That makes it really scary to step into your truth. But part of breaking through and part of 
taking your taking that dream, that vision, that feeling of knowing that there's something better for you. Part of that starts with living your truth, living in your truth. And if it was not for me going to ALA, the Ascension Leadership Academy in San Diego, which is leadership emotional intelligence training, if I had not done that, I would not have had the confidence to live in truth. And because now I get to live in truth, I get to live a fearless life. Does that mean that I don't get scared? No. But I can break through it. Does it mean that I don't have the back of my brain telling me that I'm not good enough? Does it mean that I... No. No, my brain still talks to me. My brain's talking to me right now going, you're not making any sense, idiot. But I know it's not true because I am. I know I'm making sense to someone. Someone needs to hear it. There is a better way for all of us. There is a way to break through. There is a way to be able to live comfortably in your truth. And let me tell you something that is so freaking important. How many, I may ask, well, let me ask you something first. How many of you don't feel like you're loved? Like, say me. Just say me. Say me, give me a 1, give me a 55, give me a 749. I don't care. Like, just say something. How many of you feel like you're not loved? Or you don't feel like you're lovable? You, how many of you feel like your scars are so ugly that no one will ever really love you? I believe that. I believe that every day of my life until two, two months ago. It is being able to break free from that, being able to lose my freaking mind in such a way that I normally would have scared everyone in the world away from me. Like if I would have come on this show and lost it the way I did within my group, None of you would be here right now. None of you would be listening right now. None of you. Maybe two of you, but not not all of you. And the reason why I'm bringing this up, the reason I'm talking about this right now is because because of this work, because of the work that I've been doing, I now, and I know, well, one, I know I'm not the only one, which matters. I know I'm not the only one, and more importantly, I know for a fact that getting to watch other people that struggled with the same stories or similar stories, or maybe not exactly, but they were close enough, I got to watch those people transform and step into their power in ways where they were able to come together, where they be, by being a leader, by being the strong powerful woman or strong powerful man that they were created to be. When I say powerful, I'm not talking about ooh. I'm not talking about that kind of strong. I'm talking about strength. Strength in being vulnerable. Strength in being 
true to themselves, that strong, step into that in a way where everyone was being a leader, even though some people were falling into line, they were playing a role. They weren't the ones that are organizing and dictating and facilitating everything going on, but yet they were leading. They got to be their powerful self. That is what this means to me. You'll hear me talk about emotional intelligence a lot because I believe in it, because it's changing my life. It's allowing me to do things that I never thought were possible. And it's, and it's, it's everything to me. And I, and so it was beautiful from that perspective to watch people that are my peers and people that I care about do this, but then also just the experiences of, of generosity and kindness, um, was beautiful from people that made donations, people that gave the food. Um, but something else that was super amazing. No matter how bad you have it, you have the opportunity to serve. Because last night I got to witness other homeless people. I've seen I've seen two extremes. Okay, um, I've seen it where people just want more and more and more and more, and they want it for themselves, and they pretend that they're going to give it to somebody. I've seen that happen. That's why you ration the food when you're giving it out because you want to make sure everyone gets it. But then you see some people that are also homeless step into a position of leadership where they want to make sure that other people are getting fed. They're taking care of each other. You don't have to be rich to give. You don't have to be wealthy to be able to give your time and give your service. You don't have to be any of that. Right where you are, no matter what your financial situation is, no matter what your mental state is, no matter what you believe about yourself, no matter what you believe about others, you have the opportunity to serve. And I can tell you right now, no matter where you are at in your life, you are here to serve. You are here to give back. And no matter what, if that looks like time, if that looks like money, if that looks like finding food to give out, if that looks like just organizing to make sure others are getting their food and you're taking care of them. There's a place for you on this world. We all have a role to play. But that role is not about us. The role is about serving others. You remember me saying, like for those of you who watch the show and listen to the show, you hear me say all the time, all God gave all of us gifts. <laughs> what we choose to do with them really will dictate where we go in this world and what happens and what our circumstances are. Like the gentleman who owned a very good business, who didn't put God first in his relationship, served his woman, gave her everything, 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 everything. Didn't put God first. And guess what? His relationship went south. She took off with another man. He falls into drugs and gets arrested three times. And now he's got nothing except a shoebox that he goes and walks. He lives He lives in Skid Row in San Diego. It's not called Skid Row. I don't know what it's called. Um, but he goes there with this box and he'll walk to gas lamp at night and shine people's shoes on the street. 
That's what his life is now. Because he chose to use his gifts for other things. But now he's back to using his gifts for others. Yeah, he's homeless. But he was also one of the most inspiring people I've ever met in my life. So your gifts are not for you. Your gifts are for other people. You are here to be a blessing to others. You are here, to, whether it's to use your voice, to use your ears, to use your hands, to use your wallet, whatever. You're here to serve. All of you have been blessed. All of you. If you're watching this right now, you've been blessed. You are blessed. No matter what crap is happening in your life, you are blessed. You are. You have blessings and you have something that you can give others. So many lessons I learned last night. Um, I could keep going on and on and on and on and on. But it was the most powerful experience I think I could have ever had. I've, I've, I, you know, I'm very passionate about serving the homeless. But last night was neat because I got to see the whole world work together. And what I mean by that is this. Again, I want to reframe this. We didn't use our own money. We didn't go say, here we go. All right, I'm going to go buy 100 pizzas and just hand them out. No, it didn't work that way. Other people, we went to other people saying, hey, will you, you, know, will you donate? Will you, in under two hours, but will you donate? Will you, will you give us, will you, will you cook? Will you provide food? Will this food that you, you know, you're no longer going to use, can we use this for others? A lot of people donated money, so a lot of people got pizza last night. But the fact is, we didn't do that. So people chipped in. So the giving came there. The giving came from us, giving our time and giving out the food and taking care of them. Right? And then and then organizing that. And then but then also the joy in watching a group of people work together for the greater good. Everyone stepping into their power. Everyone getting to be powerful. Everyone getting to use their voice. Everyone getting to use their gifts on behalf of other people. It was a beautiful thing. And I honestly thank Leadership Emotional Intelligence for that. And, I'm, and, I, and I, believe me, I've had my battles with it. Because frankly, it challenges your way of thinking in about every way possible. But what I do know is this. It's made my faith five times stronger. Because I really am getting to see God work in amazing, amazing ways. In people's lives that I don't can hardly know in my life it's a beautiful thing so this was not a normal show <laughs> but I thought it was very very important to share I've I, I literally am walking into a meeting like clicking off walking into a meeting um, but thank you uh, for watching thank you for your shares thank you for your support thank you for your love um, and again, you guys are curious, you want to know about ALA, I'll tell you all about it. Um, you guys message me. Uh, but also, um, you know, I do want to challenge you. Give. Give. Something. Anything. Time. Your ear. You know, use your voice. Share your story. Live your truth. Someone needs to hear it. Someone needs you. Someone out there right now needs you. You. You alone. Someone needs you. Maybe it's a lot of people. So what are you doing that's holding you back? 
Like, what limiting beliefs are you battling with that's keeping you from stepping into that? What is it for you? There's a way out. There's a way to break free from all of that. You get to do it if you want. And you should. Because you will never in your life be truly satisfied and feel joy until you step into your complete power and live your truth and use your voice and use your gifts for other people. God bless you guys. Take care. Now's the time to get more happy because the SoCal resident ticket is back at the Disneyland Resort. Save up to 25% on select multi-day tickets and with more savings, you get more excitement, more joy, and more magic. There's no better time to get more happy. Visit Disneyland.com SoCal or click on the banner for details. Savings based on non-discounted price for the same ticket. Valid for residents and select SoCal zip codes with valid ID. Tickets expire May 24th, 2018. Restrictions apply.